Welcome to Pursuit of Purpose, where we share our journeys of how God turned pain into purpose. I am your host, author, and kingdom writing coach, Indiana Tuggle. And today, we are going to have one of those sit down with your auntie and your grandma conversations because at some point in life, there will come a time on the road to purpose when reality in life will cause you to pause and today we are living in And it was a time where my faith was wavering and I was questioning God's purpose. So today I want to talk to you about facing it through unemployment. And unemployment is one of those situations that a lot of people are finding themselves in, whether it is temporary or whether it is permanent. And And it can be a very frustrating time to be wondering how you're going to take care of yourself, how you're going to take care of your family, how you are going to make ends meet, um, worrying about collectors calling you each and every day. Um, The silver lining in, in all of this is that we are all joined by the same tragedy you know most of us are being affected by the COVID-19 virus in one way of the or the other you know um, for some of us we're finding ourselves working from home for the very first time Um, me personally myself um, I'm still working I'm working from home however my company has decided to cut hours you know so uh, whereas I was you know working full-time I'm now having to take a pay cut um, of 20% of my salary so you can get into this pit of wondering when is it going to end you know and when we are inundated with so much information on the news so much um, opinions from various people you know sometimes we have to take it upon ourselves and and do what I like to call protect our peace you know because in the midst of the storm you don't need everybody else's issues (laughs) you know everybody else's opinion weighing in and sometimes that can even drown out not only your own voice but it can drown out the voice of God you know and as I went through my storm you know back then when when I became unemployed and it's it's very recent it's just 2020 so my um unemployment was in 2015 and I was unemployed for 15 months that's a year and three months you know um and having worked since I was 16 years old I didn't know what it felt like to not work you know and to not have any income coming in and to not be able to come and go as I please and do um for myself so um today I'm just gonna share with you a couple of lessons that I learned 
about keeping the faith in the midst of the storm. And one of those lessons is that faith does not always know where it is being led, but it loves, trusts, and knows he who is lead, who is leading and the key word in there is knowing because sometimes when the storm is raging it can really appear that God is silent and even though we know that in his word it says be still and know that I am God when the, the the storm is raging against you and you don't know which way to turn you don't know what to do it can be we can can get very easily turn and lash out at God you know and ask you know where are you you know and I've I've said that before you know in the midst of my storm I'm like okay God where are you and the enemy will, will will talk to you too you know the enemy will tell you hey where is your God you know but at the moment when I actually lashed out and was like okay God where were you at because I'm out here looking crazy you know and I'm standing on your words saying thus says the Lord but ain't nothing moving over here where are you and God led me to um, numbers 9 verses 22 through um, 23 and numbers 9 really um, chronicles the um, it continues the journey of the children of Israel when they came out of captivity and I'm just going to read it to you. Numbers 9 verses 22 through 23 says, Whether it was two days, a month, or a year, that the cloud remained above the tabernacle, the children of Israel would remain encamped and not journey. But when it was taken up, they would journey. At the command of the Lord, they remained encamped, and at the command of the Lord, they journeyed. They kept the charge of the Lord at the command of the Lord by the hand of Moses. And really, what God showed me in those verses was that he wasn't silent at all. You know, that even his silence means something. And his silence meant that the cloud is above the tabernacle. So therefore, he wanted me to remain in camp, just like he's telling us right now. He's not silent. He sees what's going on with us. He sees um, the suffering. He sees the job loss. He sees the people that are being affected by this virus and people becoming ill and some even losing their lives. He sees it all. However, he is telling you to pause for a moment just pause and during encampment you are to spend time with him sup with him and bask in his presence we are not to be concerned about the journey or when it will come when the appointed time comes for you to move you will know so stop trying to journey when the Lord has said rest Confusion is not of God. Confusion is a result of trying to move when God has commanded rest. While you are resting, keep
keep your eyes on God and watch his glory manifest. While I was worried about the bills, God had already paved the way. You know, um, in in my book, Finding Faith, I, I, I go through the month by month everything that that transcri- transpired as I was still out searching for a God, excuse me, searching for a job, you know, and it doesn't mean that you can't, you're not supposed to do anything, but it does mean that you're supposed to rest in God, you know, in each month, as I was writing this book, I was just in tears because sometimes when God is working things out for you, we're so busy focusing on the storm that we forget that we're weathering the storm. We forget that today is a new day and we made it through and yesterday is gone. We forget that one more day we made it and the lights didn't cut off. We didn't get cut off. We forget that we made it another day and nobody knocked on our door to repossess anything. We forget that we made it another day and we had a full meal in front of us on the table. You know, we forget that we made it another day and we still have our loved ones sitting before us. You know, they may be getting on our nerves right now, but they're still there with us. You know, we forget those things because we're so focused on I don't have a job what am I do about this you know and I can't go here and I can't go there and but if we would just rest and keep our eyes on God we will uncover that he's holding our hand right now you know I, I love to go into people's houses and see the serenity prayer you know um, well not the serenity prayer the footprints prayer you know where um, the person is walking in the sand and they're complaining and asking um, God where are you and then the last line says it was during those times that I carried you we forget that God is carrying us right now you know and and, and we can't allow the current situation to make us ever forget that God is always always with us you know the the word says that there is nowhere we can go that we can be that God will not be with us even if we go to the depths of the earth if we make our bed in hell even there God will be with us you know so we have to um, remember that And another thing I learned um, about um, faith is that faith is holding on in the faith, excuse me, faith is holding on in the face of adversity. If adversity never comes, how do we know whether we can hold on? The beauty of it all is that God knows and has always known the measure of faith that we possess. And when God was um, showing me that and he was giving me that in my spirit and showing me how to trust him he led me to um, Genesis 21 the story of Hagar and I've read the story of Hagar um, several times but until I was going through this storm 
I noticed a couple of things, you know, in Hagar's story. And I'm just going to read to you Genesis 21, verses 16 through 15. And it says, Then she went and sat down across from him at the distance of a bow shot. For she said to herself, Let me not see the death of the boy. So she sat opposite him and lifted her voice and wept. And God heard the voice of the lad. Then the angel of God called to Hagar out of heaven and said to her, What ails you, Hagar? Fear not, for God has heard the voice of the lad where he is. Arise, lift up the lad and hold him with your hand, for I will make him a great nation. Now, in reading Hagar's story again, because, you know, sometimes when God leads you to something in the Bible and you've already read it, you're like, okay, I know that. Okay, what, next? You know, but when God led me to that, he showed me three things. Um, The first thing was that Hagar separated from the promise to allow it to die. And, well, to her, it appeared to be dying. So at the first sign of trouble, the enemy will immediately tell us that God is a liar and that what he said can't be true. So our first thought is to give up and let go because God had promised that, promised Hagar that he was going to take care of her and her child. So when things got tough, the first thing Hagar wanted to do was, okay, I'm going to put it over to the side and let it die because I don't want to see it. You know, so um, Hagar separated from the promise to let it go you know and then the second thing that God showed me was that Hagar wept but God heard the voice of the lad Hagar was crying but God heard the voice of the baby and in thinking of that God said replace the lad with whatever promise I made you Whatever promise God has made you to you in this season, replace that with the lad and then reread that verse. You know, because sometimes in our frustration, during our pity party, the gift God gave us cries out to him in fear of dying. So that thing that's on the inside of you, you know, that's that you're having this pity party about, that you've thrown into the corner, that you said it can't happen right now because times are tough it's crying out to God you know so if we give up or allow the gift to die then that means that God cannot fulfill the promise and so in the promise we have to remember and I say this all the time the promise is in the gift it's not in you it's not about you it's about the gift you know and we have to make everything stop making everything about us You know, God promised to make the gift great. He promised to make your business great. He promised to make your family great. He promised to make your latter days great. You know, and the gift will make room for you. And the gift will bring you into the presence of great men. So you can't ever allow anything to make you forget what God has said concerning you. And the third thing that God spoke was that God spoke to her. And the first thing that he said to Hagar was, do not fear. Then he advised her to pick up the gift or pick up the lad. And he reminded her of his promise. 
And so we have to remember that we should not, we should never allow fear to make us neglect God's gift. Don't allow fear of the unknown to stop you from being obedient. Lack comes through disobedience. As long as we are obedient to God's command, he is obligated to provide and take care of us. Your gift is required of you. God has returned for his talent. Are you doubling what you were given? Or did you bury it? And the third thing, third lesson that I learned about faith is that faith waits for God. And if you plan your own tomorrow, you eliminate the need for God to order your steps and therefore cannot be surprised when your miracle is a no-show. I remember um, God showed me that I was halting his hand and his word says that he is a provider but we must allow him to do so so how was I halting his hand it was because I was planning my own tomorrow and not living in the moment you know um, and and I did that by if I had $20 in the bank because at that time I was living off of unemployment and unemployment was 247 a week. No, 275 a week, 247 after taxes. And so I would get the unemployment check and I would save me $20 <laughs> so that um I could use it to put gas in the car. So I would say, I can't go anywhere, you know, because I need this $20 to put gas in the car in case somebody called me for an interview. So um, I had allowed the lack of money to stop me from enjoying life. And the reason that it's, I said stop me from enjoying life, because at that time, even though I was unemployed, even though... Um, I was home most times God had really instructed me to um, indulge in self-care of myself so um, he I he had me to get up I was getting up every day reading the word praying um, going to the gym um, working out it he had even made a way to where one of my friends because I was going to the gym with her and she wanted me to go with her she was paying my gym membership you know, um, so I would go with her. So I was getting up going to the gym every day. So when I decided to start penny pinching, you know, and saying that if I ha only had $20 left, I can't go anywhere, I would stop going to the gym. You know, and I would stop doing what I knew that God had told me to do, you know, and really. God does not want us to live in bondage like that, you know, and I had stopped heeding to God's instructions and I made it a source. I made money a source of my own happiness, you know, and the word says that we have not because we ask not, you know, and we can't ask ask for something from God and then figure our own way of how we're going to get, it. you know, if you want God to be your provider, you must allow him to provide. If, so think of it this way. If you give your child $10 and he immediately goes to the store and spend it all, but the next day he come and he tell you he need lunch money, 
while you may question what did you do with that ten dollars i gave you yesterday you're still going to turn around and give him ten dollars for lunch why because you're not going to let your child stop right so this is the type of faith that we must have in god you know no i'm not saying that we should be foolish and 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 run around and um spend all of our money because Bible does tell us that we should be a good steward over what the Lord has given us however we still must take no thought for tomorrow and live each day for today you know because we have to remember that no matter what's going on around us no matter um, how devastating things may appear to be, we still have to remember that God has a plan and he has a process for us. And we have to stick to that process, you know, and we have to stick to that plan because there is no plan B with God. Why settle for less when God, the Alpha and Omega, he who knows the beginning and the end, has already promised you the best? Just because it is hard, just because the bank account is low, just because the bills are behind, just because no one is calling, just because you have no help, or just because it appears the world is crumbling around you, does not mean you are to abort the plan. And I want to leave you with these words. Don't give up on your dream because the journey is not as you imagine. Don't give up on your dream because others don't understand or support you. Don't give up on your dream because of what today looks like. You may feel that you are not making progress but God is progressing you inside out. Your dream will be worth the sacrifice. You can't out strategize God. So stop trying and stop trying to figure God out. In this season, embrace the pause that God has given you. Whatever that pause may be, embrace it and allow him to be God in your life. He's not forgotten. He has not gone a blind eye. As I said earlier, this caught us by surprise, but God is not surprised. He is not sitting in heaven saying, oops, I didn't know that was going to happen. Oop, let me uh, recalculate. God is not a GPS system. You did not take a wrong turn. The GPS system says recalculating. God does not recalculate. He already knows what is going on and how it's going to affect you. And more importantly, he knows how he's going to bring you out. So, yes, live in the moment. Yes, be prayerful. Yes, um, be um, cautious. Of, of of what's going on in the world but still remember that God is in control you know do whatever you have to do to protect your peace even if that means logging off social media even if that means not um watching the news each and every day I don't watch the news each and every day I refuse to I watch the news one time a day 30 minutes max I see what's going on in my city and I cut it off and I put it right back on HGTV or something you know because you have to protect your peace you know I'm inundated with emails from the job inundated with emails from other businesses sending me emails each and every day people's opinion on social media you know um, people opinion that your friends and your family that are calling you it's too much 
you know, and it's okay to pull away, you know, cut that stuff off, cut the phone off, the TV off, your friends off if you have to, and take a moment and breathe and allow God to pour into you. Um, because any time that you spend in God's presence will not be, will not return to him void. Um, that's all the time that we have on today for Pursuit of Purpose. I hope you have enjoyed this moment. Um, today, I came to you from my fourth book entitled Finding Faith. If you're interested in purchasing that book, please visit my website at www.indianatuggle.com. Again, that's www.indianatuggle.com. In addition to purchasing my books, you can also check out my services. Um, and also shop the um, Indie Wright store where I will I have several books, journals, excuse me, T-shirts, um, mugs, um, some posters, and things like that to help you um, become bold and powerful in your faith and pursue that which God called you to do. Um, as always, I want to hear from you. So, if you have any questions or concerns, please send me an email at pursuitofpurpose2019 at gmail.com. Again, that's pursuitofpurpose2019 at gmail.com. And as I always say, please always remember that there is purpose in your pain.